Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books and today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because I think I'm failing to launch. Want to know how to be seen at the start of a chapter? Let me break it down for you. I've been thinking a lot about the anatomy of scenes, how to start them, what happens in the middle so it doesn't sag, how to get out of them. But first, let's start at chapter one and how to dive into a new story. Not just prologues and teasers, which we've talked about before, but the first words after chapter one. To start a chapter, we need to launch it. Notice I said launch instead of begin, because scenes don't always start at the beginning. Sometimes they start in the middle of things. Sometimes they start at the end and then they go back or they flash back or flash forward. These are all valid ways to grab the reader's attention. Scenes work together to form the arc of the story, but each scene on its own has the responsibility to create an experience within that plot arc. But it all begins with the launch. The launch happens quickly, perhaps one to a few paragraphs, and there are four types of launch experiences, character, action, narrative, and setting. With the character launch, your hero or heroine are typically the driving force behind the book. In my opinion, the most important thing that you can do is get the reader on your character's side from the first paragraph. With a character-driven scene launch, we need to understand the character's immediate desires so that they can become our desires as the reader. We need to understand how they might achieve these desires, and we need to know what's in opposition to them getting what they want. With an action launch, action and narrative summary might look the same at first glance, but there is a key way to spot the difference. Look for the verb. You can't was and were or have or had. You can jump. You can stare. You can run. You can groan. When you see an action-driven scene, you'll likely start in the middle of things without an immediate explanation or backstory. I like these kinds of scenes because they engage my mind. I want to know what's going on, and I'll often keep reading and turning pages until that need is sated. With a narrative launch, narrative summary allows the writer to explain and describe. It can be really powerful when it's used to set the scene or to demonstrate the character's personality or state of mind. Writers should use a narrative summary when information needs to be told instead of shown. And yes, there are times that that happens. Perhaps because it is already the action has already happened. You can also use it when a character's thoughts or their motivations can't be shown with action. And finally, there's a setting launch, and we all know that setting is a part of the plot, or at least it should be. For example, you can allow the scenery to set the tone of the scene or of the character's emotions. Perhaps the character's angry. The writer might point out the fiery red color of the leaves blowing off the branches and crashing to the ground. Or if the character is hopeful, the leaves might be bursting from the branch and sailing off on the breeze. You could get it. 
I think the type of scene launch you choose should align with the purpose of your scene. A character-driven scene launch is perfect for deepening reader-character connections, while action launches are great for high-stakes situations. Narrative summaries offer insight and reflection, and setting-based launches can set the tone and the atmosphere. As you craft your scenes, consider how each launch type can serve your story's overall arc. A well-executed scene launch not only captures your reader's attention, but also enriches their journey through your narrative world. Experiment with these different launches to find what works best for your story and for your style. Now that we've got the beginning taken care of, let's dive into the middle. When I'm plotting scene by scene, I detail the purpose of each scene, which often corresponds to a particular plot point. I find this incredibly helpful at the drafting stage. Sometimes in a scene, characters will hijack the action and go off on tangents that seem really cool and really interesting in the moment, but then you realize this has nothing to do with the overall story I planned. Does this ever happen to you? This is when I go back and I look at the purpose of this particular scene in the overall plot and I get the story back on track. For example, I focus on the scene purpose and the point of view character's goal, motivation, and conflict. The scene purpose relates to how the scene ties into the overall plot of your story. In a romance, perhaps you're writing a meet-cute. That scene has a particular purpose. A meet-cute is a fictional scene, typically in film or television, in which a future romantic couple meets for the first time on the page in a way that is considered adorable, entertaining, or amusing. Or maybe it's the dark night of the soul, in this plot point, the main character hits rock bottom and wallows in hopelessness. It's the, why hast thou forsaken me, Lord, moment. Mourning the loss of what has died for them, the dream, the goal, the mentor character, the love of their life, etc. In this scene, they have to fall completely before they try and pick themselves back up again, right? Within each scene, your character has a goal. Have you heard of the term GMC? We're going to start talking about this. The G stands for goal, specifically the character goal. The M stands for motivation or the character's reason that they're questing after said goal. And the C stands for conflict or whatever gets in the way of the character achieving their goal. These three should be present in every scene. In the me cute plot point, the scene purpose is for the hero and the heroine to meet. In the book Twilight, Bella and Edward's meeting isn't cute. Bella's goal is to fit in. Why? Her motivation is that she's the new girl in school and no one wants to be singled out. When she sits down next to Edward in chem class, she's worried that he thinks she smells, which stops her from achieving her goal of fitting in. That's the conflict. When plotting scene by scene, it's essential to keep these elements aligned with the overall story arc. Characters might go off on tangents, but it's your job as the writer to steer them back to the scene's purpose, keeping their goals, motivations, and conflicts in mind. This ensures that each scene contributes meaningfully to the story's progression and maintains the reader's interest. By carefully considering the purpose, the goal, the motivation and conflict in each 
seen, you create a rich, compelling narrative that resonates with readers. This approach not only enhances individual scenes, but also strengthens your overall structure of your novel, which brings us to the end. Scenes are all about cause and effect. The hero faces aspects of the main conflict that build and build as they try to solve each angle of the story problem. By the end of the scene, the hero either succeeds at solving a part of the conflict or they fail. In television, a scene hook is the tease before the commercial break that keeps the viewers in their seats instead of taking a bathroom break or a snack break. They're very much like a punctuation mark at the end of a sentence. I think we can use the punctuation hook concept in our novel writing. For example, a period, which is a definitive end. A period marks the end to a statement. And in the context of scene endings, it signifies resolution and closure. Scenes that end with a period leave no loose ends. They resolve the scene's conflict or question. This type of ending is powerful for providing clarity and satisfaction, but it should be used sparingly. Overuse of a period scene ending can make a narrative feel too neat, too predictable. Utilize period scene endings to give your readers a breather after a series of intense scenes like an exclamation mark, which is all about the high impact and emotion. An exclamation mark ending an exclamation mark ending is all about impact and heightened emotions. It's dramatic, surprising, and leaves the reader with a strong emotional response. This could be a major revelation, a shocking twist, or an intense confrontation. However, similar to its grammatical use, too many exclamation points can be overwhelming. They should be used judiciously to ensure that each one delivers the intended punch. And then there's question marks, which add suspense and anticipation. Ending a scene with a question mark is a classic way to build suspense. It suggests that more is coming and an answer or resolution is on the horizon. This type of ending keeps readers turning pages eager to find out what happens next. How is this question resolved? It's excellent for maintaining momentum in your story, especially when leading to a critical plot point or climax. Before that critical plot point or climax, ask a question to end the scene, and so they have to turn the page to get the answer, which keeps momentum going, instead of answering the question at the end of the scene or chapter. An ellipsis ending implies that there's more to come, but it doesn't guarantee an immediate answer. This type of ending is perfect for scenes where the action is ongoing and the narrative is transitioning to another aspect of the story. For example, think the Game of Thrones books, where you have multiple characters and their stories keep interrupting each other and you have to just wait until that person's story comes back around. They're ellipses. It suggests a pause rather than a full stop keeping the reader engaged and curious about the direction that the story is heading. A dash ending signifies an abrupt end or a quick turn in the narrative. It's informal and playful, indicating that the story is taking a new direction while still connected to the current scene. 
This can be an effective way to introduce a sudden shift in action or a rapid change in perspective or an unexpected interruption. The dash is versatile and it can inject a sense of immediacy and spontaneity into your writing. Each type of punctuation ending serves a unique purpose in storytelling. By understanding how to use these different styles, you can enhance the emotional and narrative impact of your scenes. The key is to match the scene ending with the tone and requirement of the overall scene. A well-chosen scene launch, middle GMC, and punctuated ending not only provides closure, but also sets the stage for what's to come next, keeping your readers deeply engaged in your story. If we think about scene launches, purposeful middles, and punctuated endings, we can keep readers turning those pages at a fast and satisfying pace. Want a more in-depth exploration of pacing? Try out my page-turner pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at aneswrites.com forward slash PTP for page-turner pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at aneswrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you go get them words, and I'll try to keep it together until the next time we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.